Welcome to Bite-Sized Agency Briefs, a webinar series that packs a ton of important agency information on one topic from one expert into a 25-minute brief. Why 25 minutes? Because who has the attention span for much more these days? And you can squeeze in a listen between meetings with time for a bathroom break or coffee refill before your next meeting. Thanks for tuning in. This is Bite Sized Agency Briefs. I'm your host, Steve Guberman from Agency Outsight, where I coach agency owners to help them build the agency of their dreams. And I'm excited to speak, be speaking with Patrice Embry from Project Menagerie today. Uh, Patrice is a project manager for hire, would you say, like that? Yeah, yep. Um, I dig the name Menagerie, Project Menagerie, play on words. Um, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to join me and, and talk. So I want to dig right in. Um, you've kind of got, an, as you said, even a nonlinear path on how you got into project management and owning it and love to hear from your mouth, like what that process was like and what your story is there. Yeah, um, and it's an interesting story, story because it's like a point in time story too, like okay. how I got here, because I don't think anybody, I mean, it was, well, you'll hear it in a second. So I, um, I was coming up, like headstrong, great in high school, ready to go to college, scholarships, the whole nine. Um, and I had a baby right out of high school. So all those things okay. kind of went on hold. I was supposed to go for biology. I had like all kinds of credits already mm -hmm. saved up from AP courses and things had to change pretty dramatically. So um, I wasn't really sure what to do. I just knew that like business was probably going to be the way to go. I didn't really know what business meant. I went to a local business school. It was pretty much secretarial. Okay. Um, and I just kind of, you know, whatever seemed like it was going to pay the bills, that's what I did. I was a legal secretary for a very short time. Um, I worked, you know, um, helping out some warehouse stuff. I, I worked with packaging companies, like all kinds of crazy stuff. And then there was a dot com. This was in the mid 90s. There was a dot mm -hmm. com in our area called CD Now. It was one of the first online music yep. retailers and they had an affiliate marketing program. They actually had two affiliate marketing programs, which is like they kind of came up with. Now it's like a whole mm -hmm. industry. Um, and I went there and said, I don't, I, I think I answered the ad for a human resources person. I don't have any human resources experience. I basically went in there and said, I don't care what you hire me for, just I want to work here. Yeah. Um, so they put me in the marketing department and I just did whatever. And um, it was the best. There's never going to be anything like that again, I don't think. You know, it's like yep. lightning in a bottle. Maybe, maybe you know, in California, Silicon Valley, they, they still have that kind of thing, but it was nuts. Um, it was great. A lot of great stories there. But uh, I had a manager that was like, you're great at project management. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. um, and I became a digital project manager after that. So that was in the late 90s, um, which was a very long time ago. Um, the interesting thing is that people are graduating college doing some of the things that I had to learn on the fly because the college courses didn't exist for this kind of, you know, right. the, the kinds of stuff that I was doing. The, the technology that I use today didn't exist then. And it's kind of ever changing, but like it really, like I could have, people will say like, well, what's your, what was your major in college? A, I didn't, I didn't go, I'm, right. I'm still here. I can still do everything. Um, B, it wouldn't have mattered anyway, because it would have been irrelevant to what I do today. Um, so that was my sort of 
Yeah, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I kind of relied on other people to, to find things in me. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes that's for the best, you know. I don't know that I would have been able to pull that out of myself. And I don't know what I would have been doing if that person didn't say you'd be a good project manager. So here I am. Yeah, that's awesome that they saw that in you, that you had whatever the traits were, you you knew how to organize, you know, different pro parts of a project or whatever that thing was that they saw that in you. Now, did they train you, send you to any kind of, PMI or anything like that, or just you're now the project no. manager. Um, well, um, I wasn't. I was like a pseudo. I was a marketing project manager because I was still in the marketing department. I wasn't in the project management department there, but it set me on my path. Shortly after that, as with most of the dot coms of that era, um, they got bought up and the name was sold and everything kind of. I was one of the last people to be actually employed by CD Now. They just kept having layoffs and. I, wow. you know, was one of the people that was able to do a handful of things that nobody else knew how to do um, with tools that were like homegrown. So um, I was there for a little while. So um, after that, though, I leveraged that into actual project management um, positions where I didn't do so hot because I didn't know exactly what I was doing. But you pick up stuff on the fly. I had mentors that helped me out. I did a lot of, um, you know, studying on my own, try to understand how everything worked. And uh, eventually I got to a spot where. I could hold my own and I didn't need any more like hand holding and stuff. And then my career kind of really took off. So what was it that really pushed it to that takeoff point? When I could finally like see a project end to end on my own and not have to worry about like really kind of put all the pieces together and not say like, well, I'm not really sure how this happens. Once I was able to find like all the different parts along the project and, and understand what they all meant. Then I was like, all right, I can do this by myself. And, and I was I was good to go after that. And so you've been freelancing project manager for hire since? So I was not a freelancer <clears throat> until maybe seven years ago. Okay. Um, along the way, I've been fired in my career twice. Um, the first time I can look back and understand my apartment at the time, I was like, this is so unfair. It was a hard lesson to learn and, and I think, you know, definitely wasn't the right place for me, but I also wasn't, I, you know, you live and you learn. Um, the yeah. second time I was fired, I was like, well, this is enough. <laughs> and that was something I kind of saw coming because I, I think agencies get in this mindset where they have to sell, 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 and they don't always have the right people to staff the projects. So I think project managers wind up getting a lot of the short end of the stick with that kind of stuff because- yeah there's, you got to manage them. They were just piling on top and on top. And I just, you know, I know my limits. And I was like, if you give me more things, I won't be able to do any of these well. So let's prioritize my work and, you know, we'll see what can fit in. That's all I can do. And uh, that wasn't really compatible with what they were trying to do. And I said, you know what? I don't ever want to feel like I've, the way that I manage projects or the way that I, you know, conduct myself professionally is not compatible with somebody else. I'm going to freelance. That's it. I'm not, I can't, seem to find the right spot for me in an agency. I feel like around the year mark is when, you know, you really start seeing, they start seeing more in you and you start seeing more in them and you realize the honeymoon's over. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deal with that. The projects that I take on are usually between three and six months, perfect amount of time for me to get in there, do the job that I know I need to do without getting involved in a lot of the agency drama, if there is any. Um, I've had countless agencies that have hired me as a freelance uh, person, like want to hire me as a, mm -hmm. as a, a W-2 employee. And I'm like, mm, I don't think so. Not, not ready. I haven't found the right thing. I don't know. I don't know if there is the right thing. 
Um, right. But I, I like the idea of being able to do what I know I'm capable of doing, finding the projects that are right for me, um, being able to turn things down is a really great feeling and very privileged. And I'm, yeah. I'm grateful that I'm able to do it. And, uh, you know, so it's really been a good, it's, this is the happiest and most productive and most lucrative time I've ever had in my career. So pretty excited about it. That's awesome. So getting fired kind of reset your your ability to just let, like know, all right, this is all I need and I don't need a job and I don't want to put myself in a position to be at somebody else's mercy again. And you want to kind of be master of your own destiny where exactly. if I want two clients, I can do two clients. If I want 10 clients, I can pull my hair out and do 10 clients and anything in between. Yeah, absolutely. You get a hundred percent. That's exactly right. And if I, if yeah. I can't work, right. I, I, when I go on vacation, you know, there's consequences, different consequences, um, but I want to be able to be the one handling that. You know, I, I yeah. know when I'm able to do that and when I can't. So it's, it's been great. Yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, master of your own destiny. I love that. Um, I fully get it. I'm there with you. Um, when, I, when I exited my agency, one of the things that I thought I wanted was a sense of security. And it's really just a sense of that with a full-time job because everybody's to spend, right? Like, no employee is bulletproof from a layoff or screwing up or whatever. Um, yeah. But so there's, you have more of a perceived sense of I'm making this path this way. Um, yeah. And the more driven people are, the more they can really attack and get it. So yeah, I commend you for that. Uh, so you're, so you work with agencies on their digital projects, manage their projects. Um, your average engagement is three to six months. These are what websites, social media, like apps, that kind websites, of stuff. Websites, apps, yeah. It's, it's. I'll do anything that's digital related. Um, yeah. I've even done some print marketing stuff before. Not my favorite because you know most mm -hmm. people my age have done print and then transitioned into digital, and I had never worked in print before. So the first time I had to do that, I was like, so like there's literally a fold that it has to be above like i'm used to seeing things you know where they don't have as many borders and stuff and understanding right. the color schemes and it was a lot it was a lot but um but yeah I'll, I'll pretty much you know if it makes sense to me if i like what i'm doing um if the project can give me a better skill set um mm -hmm. you know right now i think it's more like things that speak to me that i really want to be doing things that I know will help set me up so that if I want to do less work later on, so I'll take something that I know is going to pay me pretty well. So I can take a little bit of a break later on or something like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Now, so, um, are you client facing for these agencies as well or only internal? I am, I'm client facing. Um, okay. and, and that's one of the things that I think is, um, is a big shift between when I first started and, and the way things are now, when I first started, it was like, oh, a project manager never speaks to a client. You know, you need to have an account manager. You're, we can't possibly put you in front of people. Um, I think that I started myself um, being the kind of person who could be an account manager slash project manager. So I didn't mm -hmm. find myself in those situations as often. Now I feel like you find far fewer people doing client services that aren't project managers. It's not always right. like a separate thing anymore. So yeah, I'm definitely client facing. So then that leads me to like one of my pre-thought questions, and I don't typically come to these with pre-thought questions, but it's, it's a question I've dug into with other project managers. It's a question that has been belabored in some of the mastermind groups that I facilitate. In your experience, the difference between, and maybe there isn't much of one, between an account manage, manager and a project manager, I mean, how would you define that? 
Um, I do think that there's somewhat of a distinction between them, and it is very much a hybrid role, even though we take on the, the moniker of project manager. Um, the skill set is, can I look past this one project that I'm doing to like the larger relationship? In my opinion, that's the thing that sets, you know, account managers um, uh, apart. They also seem to, you know, need to focus a little bit more on being the voice of the client facing internally, where the project manager is the voice of the agency facing externally. And so yeah. you need to be able to, like, if you're going to put those together as a hybrid, you're going to need to be both of those things. Um, and I think project managers, for the most part, I think people are realizing that um, they have that skill set. It's not something separate. It's something that can be, you know, found within one person and you don't have to hire two in order to be able to service the clients the way you want to. Yeah, I, I think that pretty much nails it. I mean, account managers are thinking on behalf of the client, what's down the road and what's you know strategically thinking on your behalf. Hey, we've got this new idea for you, that kind of thing. And project managers, I relate them back to the old school traffic managers, what we used to call them. And, you know, you've got to keep things moving so that you don't get a backlog in production or going pre-press yep. or anything like that. So, um, yeah, but seeing it more as a hybrid these days has been pretty interesting. Um, you seem to play that hybrid role pretty well, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it's a nice thing to be able to do as a freelancer to be able to say like, I'm going to help you sell more things. This is how I'm going to do it. I'll show you. Um, and I've been able to do that. Either I'll stay on and manage more projects that I've helped to sell or just like here, I'm going to set you on your way. I'm going to go. You guys can take that internally and, and kind of go from there. Yeah. So working with a bunch of different agencies, you probably manage, you know, you are Patrice at thisagency.com and Patrice at thisagency.com. And what are some of the things that you've seen that are just like, how are you still, how, how are you still operating when you do things this way? Like, what are some of those just amazingly ridiculous things that are still being done from a PM standpoint? People not um, basing, people not doing any kind of reporting on budget. I mean, I just can't, I, I, it's, I just can't understand how you would know whether or not you're doing well if you don't keep track of a budget. And that means people aren't keeping track of their time. So if you've got no one keeping track of their time, it's sort of like, well, how do you know that this is profitable? How do you know what to, what to charge next time? You know, if you charge, you know, a hundred thousand dollars and you don't even realize that the thing you paid out 200 to do it, like don't sell the next one for a hundred thousand dollars. How would you even know? So I feel like that's a huge thing that I've seen a couple different agencies do though. It's mm -hmm. like, how do you, how do you work this way? And you know, they're, they're in business, they're, they're doing stuff. So I guess it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen it in a, a number of ways. I've seen it. Well, we don't track time just because, you know, we don't want to get in the way of the work that's being done. And it's a process that well, you know, our, our team will trip over or uh, it's more of this kind of, I don't know, future um, full transparency. We don't need to track time. Everybody's just doing the best they can work vibe. And I don't there's somebody there's an owner somewhere who just thinks profitability is this mythical thing they don't have to worry about. And I don't know how they're keeping the lights on. Um, so, yeah, that's one I see quite often. Yeah. Um, you play with a lot of different PM systems, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's probably the hardest part of my job is to try to understand everybody's process. But there's so many tools. And even when the same agencies use the same tools, they don't always use them in the same way. And, um, you know, so that's been I think that's the hardest part about being a freelancer is just keeping all that straight. 
um, yeah. remembering who does what, um, remembering what project you're doing for which person, making sure that you're not accidentally referencing something else. You know, it's a lot to keep, you know, keep track of, but, um, you know, as, as long as you can kind of, I have some cheat sheets um, when I first start something uh, that helps me out. But uh, yeah, that, that, that kind of stuff can get a little difficult. Do you go through the process of kind of auditing their systems and tools and way that they do things and coming back and saying, if you change it to this or, you know, use this tool instead, like, is that part of what you're doing? Or are you really just coming in and doing tactical execution? I usually am brought in specifically to do tactical execution. But what you get with me along the way is, you know, people always ask me, is this how everybody else does it? Is this how people use Asana? Is this how people use, you know, this tool? Um, uh, you know, how should I be setting up my harvest? You know, I, people do this all the time. Um, I feel like that's a nice little value add. So when people balk a little bit about my hourly rate, I'm like, well, I'm managing your project, but you're also getting like some pretty much free consulting um, yeah. by just asking those simple questions or having me suggest a different way to manage the project I'm doing with you. Yeah, it's amazing how many tools there are. And I constantly am getting pinged. Hey, what should I use for this? And I want it to do time tracking. I want it to do a CRM. I want it to do project management. I want it to bring me a sandwich. It's like, it's not going to do everything <laughs> for you. Um, have you found an all-inclusive that, you know, really, I mean, teamwork doesn't do everything. Like there, there are these agency management tools. Uh, I recently found one called Bonsai. It doesn't do everything. Like there's nothing is fully all-inclusive. There used to be one called Workamajig. I think it's more of a corporate oh, yeah. in-house I used tool. to use Workamajig. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. even that. And didn't back in the everything. day, you used to be able to. Yeah, no, but if you try, I have. I worked with an agency that ran everything through Workamajig. That's yeah. the thing. Like people will be like, I like everything except for I don't like the billing, or I like yeah. everything except for I don't like the time tracking. Um, and so you know, you use more than one. I worked with an agency that used Workamajig for everything, and you know, you would think that that would be the thing. Like, oh, this is how it's supposed to work. It was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> it was the worst. And even yeah. everybody using it was like, this is the worst. But, you know, sometimes agencies put in time and money and they don't want to shift, you know, gears. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, is that part of also your process is kind of making recommendations based on an audit, audit of maybe this is the right tool for you. Let me, you know, set it up for you as a project-based thing or you work with what they've got and help them make it better. I work with what they got unless they ask me. And so I won't go too far into my consulting realm um, yeah. unless they're paying me for that. <laughs> you know, if they if they specifically are giving me hours that they know they're going to pay me for that aren't going to be billable toward a project and mm -hmm. they want my information and they want me to help with that, that's totally fine. Some people hire me specifically for contracting or for consulting, not at all for a project. Mm -hmm. um, and, and of course, then that's, you know, there's some specific things that they want to know, and that's what I'll work on for them. But generally, I won't go as far as to say, like, you need a completely different tool, unless I'm yeah. specifically asked about, you know, hey, is there a better way for me to do this? And then I might throw a few things out there. Interesting. Yeah, no, I hear that. What are some things that you do as a freelancer to keep your pipeline full so that you're never sitting around like, oh, no, how am I going to do, you know, whatever Christmas this year, or, you know, that kind of thing? that's true and it is it is like that's the big thing that everyone's like well, where do you get your work I want to be a freelancer but I don't know how to do that I talk yeah. to everybody I'm talking to you I yeah. will do you know pretty much whatever I, I you know people say I think this person might want someone do you want an introduction my plate is so full I'll be like yeah absolutely introduce me um, what that's been able to do for me is to hand at, hand off some things to other people 
um, when I first started, that's how I got a lot of my gigs was to say like, hey, I know you're a freelancer. If there's ever anything that you don't have time for, can you throw it my way? And so mm -hmm. that's why now I'm trying to, you know, um, make sure to always do that for other people. So I'll talk to whomever. Um, yeah. I usually will introduce myself. We'll have a little chat. Um, I call it my bench. Then they're on my bench. You know, if I've got time, I might reach out to them. They, they might reach out to me. If they do reach out to me and I don't have time, then I have like a whole bunch of people that I can say like, here's like, you know, five people who might be interested. Let me introduce you. Um, so that's yeah. kind of how I, I, and then they do that for me too. It's like a nice little scratch my back. I scratch your back type of type of deal. Yeah. I love that. There's too many people that just have too, too harsh of a competitive mindset and like, Oh no, they're a competitor. I don't want to talk to them. I don't. And I'd rather have the partnership mindset all day long. I always have, I think it goes so much farther. Um, and yeah. you know, to your, to your point, I've got too much work. I'm going to refer this downstream to somebody else and they're, they get taken care of and everybody gets work. Um, so yeah. yeah, I fully respect that. Yeah. There's enough to go around. There really is enough to go around. So I don't, I don't ever worry about that. I did it first, you know, it was sort of like, I want to try to keep this for myself because I just wasn't sure if I was going to be able to sustain it. Yeah. But once I got past like year two, I was like, all right, well, I can, I don't have to worry about it as much, you know, I'll be able to figure it out. So um, yeah, I do that. That's, that's my, that's my jam. I like really, really like to help other people and, and spread yeah. the wealth around. Yeah. Love it. Now, are you just mindfully saying, I, I want to just be a freelancer as opposed to, I want to build a business of project managers and turn it into more than just Patrice as a hired PM? Well, that's what Project Menagerie, you know, was was starting out as. Um, I've had a rough 2022. I, we had two dogs, they passed away within two weeks of each other. A month later, my dad died and I was in the hospital oh, wow. for a couple oh. of weeks. So they, I just had a, like a really crap year. And um, I started off with the intention of trying to get like a uh, you know, like a group of project managers together where I can literally like hand out work. Mm -hmm. And that was what I wanted to do. Um, it just hasn't come to fruition yet. So um, the idea is still there to try to mm -hmm. put something together. There's all the pieces. I'm just not always sure how to put them exactly together to make it something that I could do that would make me money and allow me to do that instead of managing projects. So yeah. things are in the works. I'm, I'm always trying to think that through, but uh but yeah, right now I'm just doing a lot of projects and 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 just trying to keep keep moving. Yeah, well, that's exciting. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that that are like uh, they get in the groove of just saying I'm a freelancer and this is where I am and this is I'm okay there and there's nothing wrong with that. But certainly, if you've got that vision of all right, if I can get a stable of PMs and I can more manage it and do the biz dev and kind of dole it out to these people, then yeah, absolutely, keep that in the works and uh, you'll get you'll get that rebound from. Yeah, oh, shit, 22. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so cool. I wanted to switch gears real quick and and uh, throw a couple of just kind of rapid fire, uh, non project management related questions, just more about you as a as a human person. Um, okay. So what what's a, a podcast or a book or something a show that you're really digging into these days? Oh goodness. We actually were just like going through this last night. Like what we're, we've done everything that we're doing. You know, we don't have anything going on right now. My husband is traveling. He's like, I don't know what to take with me on a plane. You know, we're, we're kind of in between podcasts and stuff. We're, we're kind of just trying to figure out what the next thing is. Um, yeah. So of course, if you've got any suggestions, <laughs> send them my way. <laughs> I've been in love with Smartless, which is a podcast. Um, I don't remember where. Oh, I picked up on it. Jamie Lieberman. She's a, an attorney 
told me about it. So it's Will Arnett, uh, Jason, I don't remember the guy's names, and 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 the guy that played Jack in, in Will and Grace. I don't remember the three guys' names. Oh, yeah. But they interview celebrities. And it's just a fun thing, and there's no agenda to it. So they started it during COVID, actually. So Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's something to check out. Um, but speaking of COVID, what's something that you and your family pulled away from COVID as a lesson or a, you know, this is something that we're shifting lives about because of COVID? Well, I mean, honestly, I am knock on wood so grateful that I wasn't affected as negatively by COVID. Um, mm-hmm. I have a daughter who is now senior in high school. Um, awesome. So she was in, uh, she was a sophomore when everything went down and we mm-hmm. went virtual and she decided to try to do the asynchronous virtual. Um, she was failing before that, you know, school was just such a big issue. She had a lot of anxiety. As soon as she went virtual and asynchronous, A's and B's, all A's and B's. And then the next year I was like, well, I don't know if I necessarily want to like mess this up. So we did it in her junior year and then her senior year rolled around and there was really no reason to not go back, um, in person, but she was just, you know, she tried it for a few weeks and she's like, I hate it. Um, she's, she's really got a different mindset. She works, she's got ADHD. She's got some other like learning issues and she just does much better this way. So I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. that I didn't even know our school district had this before COVID. It wasn't just something that they put together. Um, and now she's in their virtual Academy in the same school district as she is in. So she'll walk with the same folks in, in graduation. She still has, oh, awesome. you know, all the same curriculum as everybody else has. So she's not wow. further in any direction. And so that was such a lifesaver for us, knowing, being able to find out that there was a better way for my daughter to learn was yeah. perfect for us. Yeah. Love it. Oh, I'm so happy for her. I hope she has a really successful senior year. Um, so Patrice, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join me and, um, managing your project wisely. So you've got the gap in your day. Uh, I appreciate you and, um, thank you everybody for listening. Thanks again for tuning in to bite-sized agency briefs. As always, if you found value in this episode, chances are someone else will too. So please share it with your network. Also, if you know someone with expert knowledge on a topic that agency owners would love, drop me a note. Let's get them on. Finally, find someone to hug today.